welcome to the Live to Give podcast. My name is Evan, I'm one of the hosts, and uh, with me I have my friends and co-hosts Nate and Jacob. How are you guys? So good, doing well. Today's a special day for Jacob. Oh, it I is. Know. How special? We got to start is, off. But... Yeah, I know it. Today As is... we are recording. It's Jacob's birthday. It's Jacob's it birthday. Happy birthday, birthday Jacob. Thank Happy you. birthday. Thank Finally 23? 21? <laughs> 21? He can rent cars. 18. <laughs> Legal adult. Finally. Go to a casino. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I am 28. 28. Nice. Ooh, that's 28. awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. It's a uh, it's a good time. Actually, I'm excited to be 28. I don't know why, but it feels nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's How just, will you feel when you hit 30? So excited. Really? Yes. I will not feel this way when I hit 40, but when I hit 30, <laughs> <laughs> I'm genuinely so excited for my 30s. I think it's going to be fun. Okay. Have you ever noticed yeah. that question, though? People ask on your birthday specifically, how does it feel to be X age? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, what kind of question is that? It is interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I feel the same. the same. Has yeah. <laughs> there something changed yeah. overnight? Yeah. yeah. Right. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Well, today we also have a special guest, one that we have done many shout outs to. Many. So Which many. I appreciate. Yeah. Like we, we appreciate you. Yeah. You are one of our two audience members, yes. you and Adam. Yeah. And now we joke. have Tim with us. You almost made Jacob spit out his coffee when you said one of two listeners. I hate that joke. So our two the, listeners love it. They're loyal. I'm glad and they now love we it, have Tim here with us. The listening audience will be half this week. Yeah. Right. Oh, true. <laughs> There's only one. Will you not listen to this episode? I don't know. I haven't thought about that yet. We'll see how it goes, I guess. Well, we haven't actually said his name. I said Tim. Oh, did you say Tim? I said Tim. This is Tim, everyone. Tim is here. We have Tim and Adam that listen to this podcast. Tim is in the room. Yeah. That's awesome. Long time listener, first time guest. We're running out of ideas and we're like, let's just bring in one of the listeners. No, that's, that's awesome. So no, you might know Tim. He he serves on our yeah. worship team. Uh, he'll be at the soundboard. He'll be on stage playing keys, uh, playing guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he's serving in the worship team, so it's really cool. Have you ever, ever had to catch a bat? I have. Oh. It's funny you bring that up. Yeah, yeah just recently. <laughs> How about a mouse? <laughs> I've caught many animals okay. since coming to faith. I see. Yeah. Since coming uh, to faith. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I don't know what's going to be next. It's part of our <laughs> zoo ministry right. here inside the There's going to be church. a moose walking through the yeah. lobby oh, nice. or something. We do have deer right outside mm-hmm. the window yeah. often. Yeah. So. Yeah. As a preference, a turkey. there was a bat in our sanctuary as yeah. well as a mouse in the building at yes. one point. Yeah. And both of those uh, during a worship practice, was yeah. it? Around it, that yeah. time? Yeah. So the mouse was the a Sunday morning. Oh, it was And a that Sunday was morning. caught and taken outside. The bat. Yeah. Was we found, found it. We, yeah, we found dead it. Dead in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> the next day. So. We tired it out, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Did. That's it. Which yeah. means there could be poison somewhere around here. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what happened. Yeah. Hold up, guys. I'm realizing something. This is our third podcast in a row or something talking about dead animals. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why. Yeah, that's We are probably something. really upsetting yeah. a group of yeah. people that is true. listening. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Hmm. We yeah. probably won't be friends with PETA. Yeah. 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 This, this <laughs> podcast is going to be flagged finally. Yeah. Taken down. Anyways. Way to go, church podcast. Yeah. 
<laughs> you never know, though, if you do um, sign up to worship with our team. You just never know what you're doing. Right. Find. It's true. Yeah. That's, that's it's real like life. an adventure every Disney week. over here with that's all these animals. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Except yeah. a little less cute. What? Bats are plenty cute. I mean, they're cute. Uh, plenty cute. You should sure. have seen it but dead. in Disney movies, so they, like, freaking communicate with their, with the person. Yeah. They're, like, cute. Well, Disney, So you're saying Disney bats are cute? Real life bats are not? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well. Yes, it took a little bit. I mean, look at Pinky and the Brain. I did like that show. That's yeah, a good show. They're kind of cute. Disney. I Disney. know it's not Disney, but mm. same vibe. But they are cute. Yes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> My nickname at work is The Brain, actually. For real? Yeah. That's Wait, cool. why? Where does that come from? Uh, the a short version of the story is I work with a bunch of girls uh-huh. and they wear pink on Wednesdays because no. from Mean Girls. Yes, I, think. I love it. And so I started wearing pink uh-huh. to be an honorary Mean Girl. Sure. And so they wanted to call me Pinky and I said oh, I didn't like no, that. No, no. So then they called me the brain. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So, so what do you do for work? Um, so I work in the device clinic at TCI. Um, can I say that? Do I we owe them so. royalties now? No. <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have two listeners. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And I and they pay me, so. <laughs> so shout out, Sparrow TCI. Uh, put the banner up if you need. Um, and I manage um, implantable loop monitors for heart arrhythmias. Wow. So Like you do. It's yeah, pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah. you know sounds, how that goes. Yeah. I definitely so can, know how that can goes. Can you send signals to those devices? Um, I can... I can alter <laughs> what the devices record. I can't affect anybody. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That'd be a lot of power. Does it yeah. record <laughs> it feels, sound? Right. <laughs> does it record sound? It does not. Uh, so yeah. you can't listen. And it. I can't track people. Oh. That seems okay. to be a common concern. Really? For patients. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fascinating Big brother's job. watching me. Right. They track you right. with your cell phone. No, I know. Like, yeah. About a heart yeah nobody's watching yeah. me with this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It actually communicates via Facebook. Right. <laughs> it connects your social media. Yeah. Yeah. That's meta you get notifications you through That's your right. Yeah. <laughs> you just get a little, just a little right buzz. in your chest. <laughs> oh, oh, my yeah. status says I have arrhythmia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I wear my Apple Watch. One time I was at Planet Fitness, you know, early on working out, and it popped up. Do you need to call an ambulance? Oh, no. <laughs> Real talk. His heart really was moving a little faster. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think I'm okay. That's funny. So that how is... long have you been at Faith Church, Tim? Um, we started coming last um, June of 21, something like that. What brought you to Faith? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> we... Both my wife and I were on staff at our previous church, and there was just some um, discomfort there, perhaps, and so we started looking for another place to go. Um, and this is actually the first church we came to to check out, and the the message, I can't even remember exactly what it was now, but I just remember breaking down crying when Kirk was talking, um, and it's the first time that I actually felt something mm. in church in quite a while, so wow. I told my wife that I think we should go here yeah. some more. Yeah. And here we are, you know, That's great. 14 months later. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of funny. Our daughter um, came out and she's like, Hey, my friend Brewer was mm-hmm. in Sunday school. And we're like, Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh. Mm-hmm. So she met a friend here and you know, it just kind of spiraled from there. Yeah. And I so. think that's always a sensitive topic for anybody in the sense of like, how do you change churches? 
right. could he do that well? Um, and I, I think like every time we've talked about this, or at least it's come up, it feels like there's a lot of pressure to make sure there's longevity wherever you're at. Right. It's like, uh, what happens when it's not working? What happens right. when you need a change? What happens if for your spiritual formation to be better, a change needs to happen, you know, mm-hmm. like along those lines, like that's real life too, you know? And then yeah. there's, and I, yeah, that's, that's not an easy journey to take part in. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it was tough. It was painful. I mean, we had our relationships and all of that built there. Right. Um, that we were, um, not necessarily saying goodbye to, but it was changing those. So, yeah. um, some of those relationships have ended, you know, but yeah, it wasn't something that we just did flippantly or, right. you know, so, yeah. But. So what started like the process for you to get involved here at Faith Church? Um, ever since like? I was 12, I've been involved with the church. And when I was 12, I was the church piano player. So it was, I was playing piano and we had this 150 year old lady playing the organ. (laughs) 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 So I I brought the average age of the uh, music ministry. The medium came down. (laughs) So I'm just 12. And I think it, I don't think of it really weirdly until I think my son's 12. Mm. And So I was like, that's how old I was playing the oh, piano. And that's kind of weird. That's why you know? um, looking back on it that way. Um, but so there's always been this idea in me that you, when you go to church, you serve there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we took a break when we got here uh, just because we needed time to heal and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, rest, I guess. Yeah. But just seeing the worship ministry, which is where my heart is. Um, just seeing that and um, having met Ashley in her heart for worship and Jacob too. Um, I just wanted to be involved in that. Yeah. So what was something that like when, like say the first few weeks, what are some things that maybe you could pinpoint um, that were reasons that you stayed, that you wanted to stay? Uh, it, the, the, the thing that really locked me in to staying here was, I think it was maybe the third week we were here. Um, there was a heavy talk about mental health Oh yeah, from the stage. Um, and it's the first time I've really heard that um, be talked about as something that's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, that people, even Christians can struggle with mental health. Um, the way that was presented to me before was that that was the devil. Oh, wow. You know, it was either, yeah. uh, it was God or the devil talking to you. And if you're struggling, then obviously it was the devil. Mm-hmm. So to hear mental health being talked about in a normal way, that it's something that it's okay to struggle with. It's something that you may struggle with and that sometimes it takes more than reading the Bible yeah. to get your mind right. You yeah. know? Right. Um, I, again, I talked with my wife and I was like, man, this is something. Mm. Um, and I think that's really the biggest thing that locked us in. Wow. Mm. So how did it feel to suddenly be immersed in a church that does put an emphasis on mental health? Like what, what did, was that shocking? Was it like a, like a cold bath like to yeah. the system? Yeah. Like, yeah. What was that like to step into a church when you were on the other side of that spectrum? It, it was um it, it was a big shock just because the 
the different churches I've gone to didn't have that focus. Mm -hmm. And so the church I grew up in, um, I, can I say what denomination? I don't, I don't want to sound like you. I'm slamming yeah, it's it. Your but, um, it's your uh, story. We grew up in a Nazarene, Nazarene church, mm -hmm. and it was very... Um, this is a long answer to the question. Yeah, yeah. So I'll get there. Yeah. Uh, it's a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we have time. Yeah, just edit this part out if you want. <laughs> um, the it was very truth based. Yeah. Um, and and I lived in this constant like dissonance because mm. I I couldn't measure up to the stuff they were talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was presented with a church manual that was bigger than the Bible. For real? And, yeah. And oh. my my parents served on the board. Um and they'd have these board meetings where they'd come out just angry and like upset. And I'm like, what what are we doing? Like I, I don't get how the message we're hearing matches with this mm. mindset. And mm -hmm. so I always lived in this little bit of confusion, dissonance, whatever, and never felt fully um alive i guess yeah. in the message i was hearing mm -hmm. and then we went into a, another church and i you know that's more um grace-based and that was kind of cool like they were the um it was grace first you know like every constantly give grace constantly mm -hmm. give grace but there wasn't this focus on the mental health piece yeah and so that was cool i like the idea of grace more than this Mm -hmm. truth that I can't live up to. But I also struggled when I tried to find um, accountability. Yeah. Um, because it was always this grace idea. And so those two things, I, I couldn't figure out the, um, the connection there. Mm -hmm. You know, it was an either either or thing. And like I said, when I brought up the idea of mental health, and the struggles that I was having, it was always met with, well, that's the devil talking to you. You got to get mm -hmm. yourself figured out. Yeah. And I was you're like, well, I don't something. know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to figure out. Like, you're telling me that I have all these chances, but then I've got, I keep messing up and I can't figure out <laughs> ways around it and I'm not living up to this truth. Mm. And so still there was this dissonance, even though there was this freedom, quote unquote, with the grace idea. Right. Yeah. That's um, so interesting. And I just never felt even though I've been in church for 40 years now, um, I never felt like it was a life I could live, wanted to live, mm -hmm. um, enjoyed living. And so then we come here to faith and um, start hearing these messages of, well, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to have mental health issues. Like, you know, and so it's the first time I've really felt um, at, at home, I guess, mm -hmm. and or yeah. that this is a life that I want to live or can live or was created to live. Because wow. um, you're told that you're God's creation, but also the things you're doing and naturally are inclined to do right. are wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if God created me and you're constantly telling me that my mind is wrong. Mm -hmm. Obviously, God created trash, <laughs> you know, and, and right. I'm being told from this, from all of my church history that God doesn't make trash. But then you're telling me that, mm -hmm. well, if yeah. your mind's working that way, that's the devil. Yeah. And 
It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it, yeah, nothing made sense. Yeah. So, so I get here and I see these mental health things talked about, and I was like, "That's interesting." Like, I need to dig into that. So, I actually, in the last year since being here, um, I've I'm on medicine now. Like, yay! And uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, and yep. and I've talked to therapists. Yeah. Yep. Um. And that's normalized. Yeah. You know, I feel okay doing that because it's not. Absolutely. It's not viewed as me being a failure Mm -hmm. as a Christian or doing the wrong things or I didn't read my Bible enough or I was tired and I didn't go to church on a Sunday. So I didn't get that 50 second check mark, you know, next to the attendance box. Um, It was a normal thing to struggle with this emotional, mental piece. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, it, it really was a shock to hear yeah. um, that even though the church cares about the spirituality piece, that mm-hmm. they also care about the emotional and yeah. other pieces of your life. Right. Because we're not yeah. we're not just spiritual beings. We are spiritual and physical and emotional yeah. and right. mental. It's like all we are connected. whole people right. with lots of different I mean, every, it's like holistic. And so that's something that we talked a lot about in my some of my college courses, like holistic ministry and what that mm. actually looks like, what that's it actually good. looks like to care for humans as mental beings, as emotional beings, as spiritual beings, and as physical beings. And so right. like we don't come to church just to, I don't know, soak in spiritually, but we come for actual community. We come for emotional support. We come for... I don't know, all kinds of different things. Right. And yeah. so that holistic, I really appreciate that about this church because yeah. there's plenty of places I've been to where it's not holistic. <laughs> well, and I, I sat in a staff meeting uh, when I was on staff at a different church and it was the whole, like, it's the devil or God talking to you. And I'm like, I, I can't even mess with my spirituality because I feel like there's so many steps in the way. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even getting to a spiritual place because yeah. I felt like my emotions and my mental struggles were in the way. Yeah. Um, so I, the difficulty in reading the Bible and yeah. those spiritual disciplines, I couldn't even think about that because yeah. life was such a, a blur. Mm-hmm. And so to have the church not care about me wow, yeah, or feel like they didn't care about me, they only cared, cared about my spiritual place. Mm-hmm. I would, I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense saying yeah. that if like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Almost. So. yeah. Um, like you should care about me first, yeah. Before we even, yeah, get get to the well, it's like God the, pieces. It, <laughs> and just just to be clear, like we we never want, and I think you're doing a great job of it. Um, we never want our yeah. podcast to like be like, well, we're about faith church. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah, like right. it is. If, yeah. Like we all are from faith church. All this stuff. And Kurt um, pays us. And Kurt <laughs> does pay us. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But, but like you, you mentioned like the Nazarene, stuff like that. Mental health is even, you know, specific to Wesleyan, which is what we are. Right. We as a church just feel like it's something God has specifically given us permission or, or giftings or whatever to go after for people to talk right. about. And so we feel honored to be in a position to talk about mental health and be a safe space for people to have 
honest conversations about that. So, man, I, I just want to thank you for being honest and mm. sharing all that, being a part of what Faith Church does for yeah. people. Because I guarantee you, there will be one of our two listeners <laughs> who, <laughs> no, uh, uh, who who listens to that and say, "Wow, that is my story too." And and here's Tim he's saying, "I can talk about this to right. my community." And right. So that's beautiful. That's awesome. And it is heartbreaking when you do hear of stories where. Um, you know, different churches or church leaders aren't walking with someone mm-hmm. through their mental health. Uh, too often a church points in a direction that person should go. Whereas what you're saying is, can we like talk first? Can right. we like, can right. we love each right. other first? Right. And then you walk beside me as I head in that direction. There's too many church leaders who are just pointing and saying, you should go there. Right. Wow. Instead of like walking with them. And, that spot. and I think that the key word in there was the love, love yeah. part. Like I've heard that so much here and so much more than anywhere else is that it's love first. And I think by putting that piece first, it puts everything else that I've learned together. Yeah. Mm. Um, by putting love first, truth matters. Like you have yeah. to, you know, try to not sin and you, you've got these um, capital T truths that we believe in. Yeah. And there's also grace, but the way those best fit together is under this umbrella of love. Yeah. Um, versus trying to be a truth first and then Yeah. That kinda makes grace this lowercase letter Ooh. word. Yeah. Of, wow, yeah. It's good. You're not matching this truth, so get out of here. Right. And then when you make grace first, sometimes truth takes a back seat. But when you put love first, those two work pretty well, hand in hand. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, and hearing that message here has been a huge thing. And I feel loved more here because of who I am. Um, and then everything else just almost naturally follows from that. Yeah. Um, because I know the people here love me mm-hmm. um, versus caring about what. And, and people, there's still, um, I don't know if accountability is the right word, but there's still that fact or, you know, that feeling there that people want you to grow. Yeah. Um, and, um, and that kind of thing, but we love you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, there's you a know? difference between correcting someone's behavior yeah. and loving them towards a better spot in their life. Right. You know, like, like Ooh. I don't need to just tell you what to do, what not to do. But I truly believe if I love and have conversations with you and as we just do life together, those come as a byproduct. I get right. to talk truth. I get to share tough things with you. I get to those type of things. Like right. too often we just jump to the tough parts without right. going right. through the love. Well, and it's uh, out of that love. Like I think of the father child relationship because I love my son and my daughter. I correct them at times. You know, yeah. because mm-hmm. I want them to grow. I want them to. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things with love where people feel like love can't hurt. Yeah. Right. Love does hurt. Yeah. Like, it's not like that love doesn't. It's like in the hurting is kind of where we grow too. Right. You know, like, it's not like you have to hurt to grow, but it's usually that's what gets our attention enough to say. So I grew up in the Wesleyan church. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a Wesleyan through and through because of how I was raised. I grew up and there was a certain point as an adult that I looked at emotions as part of my flesh. It was like Jesus's language as emotions are flesh. 
Wow. Yeah. So like there's no power for emotions in my life. There's no way of looking at it. And it took me uh, to getting to a place where I was um, uh, studying some clinical pastoral education. And in that, I actually looked at emotions as um, a part of God's creation. Mm-hmm. It was okay. the first time in my life as oh, an wow. adult where I actually looked at emotions as part of God's creation because right. they are. Yeah. Right. But why is the church? Because here's here's a theory. Okay. Here's my theory. I feel like the church has moved to a point where it's more about the ego of the leader mm-hmm. than truly about the system of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if it's really about the system of love, it shouldn't be about the 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 pastor becoming famous. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing so many pastors want right. to write a book, want to do conferences. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that's overkill. You know, yeah. like, come yeah. on. Like, where's the authenticity? Yeah. Where's yeah. like somebody saying, I had a life change in my life. Jesus changed my life. And it's more about Jesus than about what I can produce, you know? Right. And that's what I feel like love is really all about. It opens yeah. you instead of closes you, right. you know? Yeah. It's not a question. Right. Sorry, that was more of yeah. a statement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's you, yeah, Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, like you said, like it changes you and it changes you daily too. And so as we talk about sermons and stuff, like hopefully church leaders are talking about the way they just got changed on Thursday, you know, and like instead of like, oh, I was changed 20 years ago as a right. teenager, like, keep going like back talk to about what's going on in life right. today. In real life. Yeah. yeah. I have, it's interesting because I feel like these, these concepts really are like, they're really large. But they're also really nuanced, too, because I have experienced personally where people using grace almost as a weapon or like other kinds of these concepts as a weapon where like, like, say, like, I don't have a relationship with this person. And so then they're like, well, like, if you really love them, then you're going to correct them incessantly, like all of that kind of a thing. And so it's like, is that really love? Is it really love to tell the stranger they scream at them saying you shouldn't mm. blah, 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 like whatever, whatever it is you are spouting as truth, capital T truth, quote unquote. And like that is, has been used as a weapon against me yeah. often, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> especially yeah. as a teenager when like I was just, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to live life. I don't know how to do this Christian thing. I don't know who I yeah. am, like all of that. And I'm just being bombarded with this is right this is wrong. Right. Yeah. This is true. This is untrue. And um, that dichotomy is just fallacy. It's just not true. Yeah. Because like, like kind of we're saying love, all of that naturally expresses itself in love. Like yeah. all of that naturally comes out of love. Yeah. We don't have to force it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have to pound it into people Yeah. because love, it just happens. Right. Yeah. And it's really beautiful. And those people on the street corners, they think they are loving those right. people. Right. Like they're yeah. doing it out of love. Uh, they believe. Uh, one thing that has helped me years ago, I heard a, a pastor like put, for lack of a better term, like salvation on a spectrum. Or like, let's say um, like maybe someone is like negative 10 and they're super far from God. I, I hate grading, but it, it, helped, <laughs> it did help me understand something. Okay. And, you know, plus 10 is like, man, you're on fire for God. And we'll call zero like the moment you give your life to Jesus. And that street corner preacher, he thinks, oh, I'm getting them to that zero. Mm. When in reality, that person who doesn't know Jesus might have a Christ follower friend who is working on that person and drawing relationship closer right. to that right. zero who is truly loving that person 
And, and that street corner person just pushed them closer to negative 10. Right. Yeah. Like wiped away what someone that maybe for years has been building in that person, but they think they're doing it out of love. Right. And it's like, man, you got a twisted view right. of love them. Right. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Great topic, Tim. Way to bring it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is great. Just you sharing from your life. Like that's so in your life, when did you first like encounter God, would you say? Um man, that's a... Uh, I I don't know I don't know what the answer to that is. And sure. that's it's something I still wrestle with because I've gone to church my whole life. Right. Um, and I'm thankful for the church I was raised in. I'm thankful for the Christian family that I have. Um, and I don't want to hear like if my parents listen to this, I I don't want them to hear me bashing the church that I grew up in. And I don't mean that at all, but I I don't know. Hmm. Um, I think it's been a slow, a slow growth, a slow Mm. revealing. Um, there's definitely been moments even in, even in that church that I was struggling, I saw glimpses of if it was in the one of the old guys that said something or, you know, a testimony or something. And mm-hmm. I see this glimmer of God working um, in the previous church we were in, um, seeing God working and through people's lives, you know, just that slow reveal of who God is. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't really know when I, you know, I first encountered him. <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I, that. There's cause... a lot of people that have experienced the same or mm-hmm. in a similar way. Yeah. For sure. yeah. And I used to feel, feel bad saying that because I would hear these stories of people like, oh, I encountered God on yeah. the mm-hmm. whatever. Or, or I always wanted that like road to Damascus type yeah. mm-hmm. a date. reveal. Right, like, yeah. ooh. Like a you wanted to be blinded? Experience. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, yeah. technically I'm close to legally blind, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of, yeah. Um, but something real. Right, right. yeah. It's right. just that yeah. real point in time. And I, I don't necessarily have that. But what I've seen is a slow growth. And, and and that's one thing that messes with me. I'm I want stuff now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So to see a forty year, well, forty years into a plan, however long that is, right. um, is somewhat frustrating. Of God slowly revealing Himself, and I'm like, hey, I just want this moment. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's not my my story. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. But what I'm seeing now is that out of this, um love and and environment I'm experiencing here is a natural outpouring into other people. Mm-hmm. And I came out of a meeting with my boss one time and realized that I'd shared the gospel in there. Wow. And I didn't even <laughs> think about it. Wow. Uh, she brought up something and I was like, well, yeah, but like biblically blah, 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 blah. And after the meeting I was like, is that, huh? Like that just, <laughs> that just happened. Is that like what this is? Like, <laughs> Because it always had, it felt like such a forced thing yeah. to try to try to tell people about God. Yeah. Like, Ooh, I got a witness today. Ooh, yeah. what do I do to yeah. witness? Where it became a natural thing. And and that felt like a God moment to me. Yeah. Like, okay, thank you for changing my heart to where it's almost just naturally happening. Right. Yeah. Um, I so yeah. appreciate this idea. 
this idea of like just the slow process because I grew up in the AG, um, not to say anything about the AG, but their Pentecostal mm-hmm. is their like really their roots. And um, so as Pentecostals, they were, it was, there was very, very, very experiential based, very much like people running around, people falling to the ground, mm. crying, like all those kinds of things, very emotional. Um, and so these days I'm kind of push against that just because it's, it's a lot, but, um, but that's just my personal thing. If you like that, I'm happy for you, yeah. please. Yeah. Um, but just my personal experience, but, but growing up Pentecostal and like this like experiential spirituality was really prevalent in my spiritual formation. And I even, I went to an AG college too. So that was like really big on like, I had a plenty of theology classes about like Pentecostal theology and like all these, like where it started and Azusa street and like all these different things. Mm -hmm. But, um, but now I am coming to a place and even the Lord was just kind of reminding me as you were talking, just like, yes, this is what's happening right now. The slow, methodical, step by step, not even noticing the steps process. Mm, wow. And um, and that's really comforting. Right. <laughs> like to know that like, oh, two years ago, I was not where I am now, but I didn't notice getting here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really beautiful. Yeah. And that's really comforting to remember that like, even though I don't feel like there's these big experiences, doesn't mean that God's not working. It doesn't mean that God's not right. moving. It doesn't mean that I am stagnant. Right. It's just a different story, different journey, different process. Right. At least from what I've experienced in the past. But And I obviously know what AG means, but for Adam, <laughs> who's listening, could yeah. you tell him what <laughs> oh, AG means? AG? Oh, assemblies of God. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Thank you. Yeah. And I yeah. think like the, <laughs> I knew that. Good. I just <laughs> right, right. Adam to make just sure. testing. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when we talk about expressions of true like kingdom mm. of heaven type mm-hmm. uh, moments or experiences, there's there isn't a system to it other than love. Yeah. Oh. And that's mm. that's hard for us to fathom right. because for years, even starting with the Pharisees, the Pharisees, and even slightly before that was like really the time fear came into play with Christianity or the, the ways of Jesus mm-hmm. Zoroastrians. If you want to get very technical, mm-hmm. was a very small sect that actually started more of what it looked like to have different stages of hell. And they brought oh. it in to manipulate people for fear. Yeah. Hmm. And, um, that's where it really started. It influenced the Pharisees and Sadducees in that too. And that's where penance came from mm-hmm. too. So it's like there's church history, but the cool thing about the kingdom of God is there's an honoring I feel like it honors where we've been. Hmm. And when you can actually bring honor, even it's been difficult, it could even have been abusive. But mm-hmm. if there's honor, honor allows you to at least say, I can move on from that and may not even understand the steps. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what love does. I feel like love moves you along. There is a system to love, but it's divine. It's supernatural. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to get preachy here. <laughs> you, get, you get technical. It's like there's be- it's, it's so beautiful to watch when it actually takes place it doesn't have to be controlled Mm. because it's God. Right. Like if we really do find God, God's going to lead us Mm. period, you know? And I I really do believe that, but I don't know if we can always understand that right? because we need to have answers. We Mm -hmm. need to feel like we're winning. We need to feel like we have progress, you know, Mm -hmm. so many times, but man, 
you're sharing and you're opening us up. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that, Tim. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, and it's nice to look back and, you know, I, I have struggles now and I, I don't like those, but then I look back at the struggles I had 12 years ago and I was like, wow, these are so much different than what I struggled with 12 years ago. Yeah. And that's cool to yeah. see, um, to see that change. So, I think this is a good spot to do a brain break. I agree. I have a question that I have not pre-asked, so there could be a little bit know, of space here. Little, no, but I will. Spacey. I will go. I'll go first. For this so we have so yeah. five. I, yeah, yeah, this is, this is, I get to be a part of a brain break. Yeah, this Hooray. is this is right current time. Okay, we should have our guests bring the brain break. Please. How about that? I would love to. Oh man, be awesome. fun. Yeah, I love that. So do you have? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Put you on the spot. Yeah. All right, I was thinking. What is one of the most embarrassing things that has happened to you in grade school? Oh, boy. Holy smokes. In grade school. Okay, so I have mine right off the bat because I have ADHD. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Uh, uh, Jacob's sister calls it a sparkle. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which I love. Um, so uh, early on, I had no idea I had ADHD, so mm-hmm. I was um, a mess. <laughs> I was all over the place. Uh, I received r- awards when everybody had normal awards. I would get like yo-yo. You get a yo-yo for the year because you're up and down out of your seat. Like that kind of stuff, oh, okay? Yeah, yeah. Always in the principal's office. Yeah. Very early on, I think it was third grade. I got in trouble and they decided to uh, move me back to kindergarten for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Kindergarten for a week. Okay. So embarrassing. I get taken out and then I get put in kindergarten. You know what? I knew all the answers. (laughs) Kindergarten was awesome. You got snack time, you got (laughs) nap time. It was embarrassing, but it turned out to be amazing. So I loved it. But yeah, there was uh, one other part that happened that same year. I got in trouble on the bus. Okay. So this was more of the embarrassing moment. And I had a bus driver uh, who didn't like me. Imagine, okay? Mm, surprise. Um, she decided to bring a seatbelt harness uh, to the bus. I was the only kid that rode the bus in a harness in the front seat. <laughs> Yeah, so I didn't get written up. I got a harness. That's awesome. Oh, man. Anybody been harnessed on a bus? No. 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 Never had to ride the bus. Was that enough time to give you guys a thing? No. I have one, but it's not from childhood. Not great school? And I'm only throwing this one out here so they have more time to think, and at least we are filling space. Yeah, there you go. So is it okay if it's not from, like, like adolescent type years? Yeah. Because I just, yeah. I don't get embarrassed too often. I, don't I just either. don't. Yeah. But there was one recently that really got me. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Yes. So this I'm home. <laughs> I'm watching my uh, kids. I'm home alone. Um, uh, Nate and I's wives own a flower business together. Shameless plug. Yeah. I just won't say the name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <That's great. laughs> and uh, and they had to like go and do something flower business wise. So I'm home with the girls, and there was a. One of their clients' family members was at our house outside working on the flower stuff. And Kate's like, when they left, she was like, hey, just so you know, there'll be a stranger here walking around doing stuff with flowers. I'm like, okay, whatever. My daughters were out there playing with that client family member's kid. All right. So my kids were out with her picking flowers. All of a sudden, uh, my youngest, Zoe, she's uh, six, almost seven. 
she opens up the door to our house and I hear her talking to said stranger. <laughs> okay. And this is what she goes uh, as she enters our house. Yeah, you can use our downstairs bathroom if you want, but I think you should use the upstairs one because there's earwigs in the ceiling and they'll fall on you while going to the bathroom. <laughs> And that's what I heard her telling a stranger entering my house just a few weeks ago. I was like, that is not true. It's like the first thing I greet this stranger with. I was so embarrassed. Come to find out there was an earwig in our bathroom and Zoe just made it way more dramatic. Yeah, it dropped out of the ceiling. Yeah. Like, we have no you while you're going to the bathroom. Oh, I was so embarrassed and furious <laughs> and man that's great okay earwigs that's, that's is, my is zoe life. and drama like synonyms oh man, man yeah you're yeah. zoe yeah, yeah. <laughs> i won't let her listen to this part but she, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. tim has a zoe as well and she's maybe dramatic it's name and we love her to death oh my earwigs <laughs> that's great to a that's stranger awesome. zoe yeah. golly Funny. Anybody else? Yeah, you guys. My, I have an embarrassing moment, but it is fairly recent. Nice. Um, this is great. And going back, like usually people don't share those. Right. Like, that's my, why it's a great school. Yeah. <laughs> a little safer. All of my memories. Weaknesses. <laughs> Jesus shine. That's yeah. right. All of my memories in elementary school are stored on microfiche, and if you're familiar, that's hard to retrieve. So. What? If you don't know what microfiche is, look it up. It's my favorite thing on the planet. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Never heard of it. That's a hook. You've never heard of microfiche? it? Microfiche? I have not either. What yeah. in the world is that? How old are you? I am 35. I've never heard of it. I'm 41. Oh, man. What's microfiche? And Jacob I'm just turned 21. 20. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's too young for microfiche. I'm surprised you guys haven't heard of it. But it's like before the internet. And they would store like uh, newspapers and magazine articles and oh. stuff. And then... You put your face in this box. It was yeah. almost like radioactivity. That's what that's called? It. Yeah. Totally the library. Yeah. yeah. At the oh. library, and you turn the button, and it'd go... I just <laughs> never knew that. And then know you'd have what to, it was called. Yeah. That's funny. So Why that's do where you all my memories that? are. <laughs> it was very foundational in oh. my growth. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Micro- and I, I joke about this all the time at work, about the microfiche, because I work with a bunch of 20-year-olds, <laughs> and I'm the only one that knows who it, what it is. I recently had to look up my ACT scores for a... Um, college course that I took and it was stored on microfiche because <laughs> <laughs> oh I took them before 2000. Wait, so, <laughs> so how did you look it up then? Today? I had to pay some librarian from, <gasps> I think she was Moses' and sister <laughs> and she had to get into the microfiche Archives. and I had to pay her like $35 to Jeez. retrieve this. Just so. to look at your ACT yeah. score? Oh so if you want gosh. a fifth grade memory, yeah. 35 bucks, I'll tell you one, Man, but for free, I'll tell you something that happened so a couple So did you have to ago. go to the microfiche <laughs> to see it or did no. they translate it? She got it off the microfiche and just told me the number over the internet. That's so strange. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that neat? That's yeah. really neat. Yeah. That is, but look up microfiche. It's a, it was a... Yeah, I totally. I hope someday that comes back. I had no idea the name. If the internet ever crashes and we go back to microfiche, I will be the president. Oh yeah, (laughs) because I am the microfiche captain. Microfiche captain. (laughs) They say we are living in a dark age right now because if things crashed, we lose lose all of our history that's happening. Like everything is gone because we don't write things down anymore. Well, I have an at-home microfiche, and I've been back and everything. There you go. We got ten. Perfect. Was the lady that helped you nice? 
She was. Oh, that's yeah, great. Because nice. you just always hear bad stories. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> not, with, not with. I mean, microfiche people are very. They're nice. nice. Okay. Yeah. They're like so, a, yeah. The microfiche. The microfiche community, community is very is alive and active. Well. Microfiche people. <laughs> that's right. Microfiche. All, the, all four of us. Should make some merch. Yeah. Are you on a microfiche subreddit? Oh, I, I should be. You should yeah. look. There. That that's like an oxymoron, isn't it? Like yeah, I know. Totally devoted yeah. to microfiche. Yeah. Solely on the microfiche. For microfiche. Yeah. That's hilarious. Big fans. Yeah. Anyway, I bet you've never said microfiche so much. No, that's awesome. awesome. I love it. You're probably liking it. Do you have it I tattooed it. on you yeah, somewhere? I, <laughs> I get a dollar every time Big I say fan it. This guy. Wow, that's so funny. Um, so my memory, um, or my embarrassment, I was playing disc golf with a guy, his him and his wife and me and Ashley. And he had never really played before. So we're out at this park in Corona. And on one of the fairways, there was this lady with a bunch of stuff set up at a picnic table. And so I threw, Ashley threw. And so he's like, I don't really want to throw because I'm going to hit her. I was like, well, you can't throw it that far. You're not going to hit her. So he throws and this thing goes wildly Always. off to the left <laughs> and almost hits this lady at the picnic oh. table. <laughs> like, I mean, we're talking inches away from hitting her. So we go over to her and um, she's got a hold of his frisbee, which it's my frisbee. And she's like, I'm only giving this back to you if you listen to my presentation. <gasps> presentation? And presentation? I was like, I just want my, my frisbee back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. so yeah. We learned and, and she's like, nope, I'm not giving it to you until you listen to my presentation. And we're like, all right, well, I guess we've got away. nothing else to do. <laughs> so we'll sit here. Well, it ended up being on essential oils. Oh. And... Mm-hmm. I'm not getting into the politics of essential oils, but she wanted to sell these to us. So we're out in the middle of this park in Corona wanting to play more disc golf, but we're listening to this presentation from this lady. <laughs> a very nice lady. But she asked us to be, or she goes, what is something that you have dealt with, a problem you've dealt with for quite a while? And I looked at her and I said, obesity. <gasps> and she goes, wow, thank you for your vulnerability. And everybody with me knows I was joking. Right. Like, I'm just messing with this yeah. lady because I'm ticked off. She has my disc. Yeah, exactly. And she was so heartfelt, like so loving to, to me and caring that I struggled with this. And then she's making us like taste these oils and stuff. Ooh. And I left that feeling really embarrassed that... I was a jerk <laughs> to her because yeah. yeah. I was mad at my friend for almost hitting the lady and getting my disc taken away. I had to listen to a 20 minute presentation and then I'm being a jerk about telling her like she's yeah. legit trying to help us out. And yeah. I think about that a lot. In your brain. Yeah, it, yeah. At least once a week it, it comes nah. to the front like I probably shouldn't have been. We need to find her though. Get her on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. we could have redemption. So, so real quick though, just to you know summarize the story, you took um, essential oils by mouth from a stranger in a park. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> yeah. that's the gist of it. Wow. Yeah. I've also that's eaten bold. Reese's peanut butter cups from somebody I didn't know oh down by the river gosh. in Lansing. Oh, and damn. I got yelled at by the corner. <laughs> but it's what? Reese's peanut butter cup though. Yeah, that's what that's I what I said. Was it vanilla? It. No, chocolate? it was just the regular the white chocolate. Yeah, oh, my really my friend job. and I were on a walk, and this guy comes walking mm. by and hands me Reese's peanut butter cup, and I had it gone within five seconds. Yeah, yeah. like you wouldn't think twice. It's and Reese's my coworker, she's like, "Do you know that guy?" No. Wow. You, so you just eat candy from strangers? I guess apparently. That's, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> well, how many <laughs> times are you offered oh. candy by? Right. It doesn't. Once a year. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I was I 35. 
Yeah. Ooh. It never happened when I was a kid. My that goodness. whole threat of like oh, yeah. being offered drugs also, and stuff never man, happened. So. so I'd never built up the tolerance to yeah. say no. Well, That's did you I feel guess, a I mean, little if different? I felt great. Yeah, I felt good. Yeah. All, right. All right. She's like, here, taste this. Did you feel? Oh, yeah, I, okay. Did you feel skinnier? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh gosh, that's yeah, good. I felt bad about that. How about you, Jacob? It's your birthday. I know. I'm trying to think. I'm like Evan. I don't get easy, embarrassed very easily. Um, I get embarrassed when other people do things like drive <laughs> on the wrong side of the parking lot. Yeah, Evan. <laughs> I literally, okay, I was, well, just, I've said it, so I might as well say the story. We were coming back from lunch or something, and Nate was driving Amy's oh, yeah. van, and we were all in the van, and he decides it's a good idea to drive on the left side of the lane instead of the right side, like an Creativity. Idiot. Creativity. That's what yeah. it is. <laughs> and I'm founders. literally, there's people walking by, there's cars that have to go around us. Like, this is Nate, my friends. Like, he's just like, he's dumb. I'm waving at people. We're yeah. smiling. We're yeah, making people What's wrong with day. all these people? Yeah. I am literally in the back, and I'm like, the only thing that exists is the seat in back. What, what are you Nothing guys doing after this? Not that. <laughs> <laughs> I just just like that it's oh it stresses me out um so i guess maybe secondhand embarrassment i don't know be funny one of our listeners that's who that was <laughs> yeah. i remember that i was there uh, well, if you were welcome yeah thanks for that um honestly the only story that actually came to my mind was when i was in middle school middle school it was the diarrhea's <laughs> I was not. I was not. the diarrheas. Multiple. Yeah, plural. Multiple. I diarrhea. was not about to use the school bathroom. Absolutely oh, yeah. not. That's a so I guess true the, sin. That's a sin, right? Yes. There. So I gets gets to the end of the day, um, and but I have to bike home. So oh. I. <laughs> <laughs> and you got something moving. Yeah. And you yes. got a bike. Yes, I was avoiding bike. potholes on the way home. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All it the was, bumps. It was a wild ride, let me tell you. Um, I get home. I do get home though, and I'm like running into the door. And I literally open the door and just get into the entryway. And then I didn't make it. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, uh, nobody bad. saw, so, but I was still embarrassed for myself. For sure. Yeah. Wow. So, the world I mean, no one was home now. either. I know the world knows. <laughs> no one was home. It was just me. So, like, it was fine. Like, not that big of a deal. Also, it didn't happen at school, which would have been yeah. absolutely awful. Oh, so, that's good. But did, how soon did you tell people that story? I don't right think I told anyone that story. <laughs> 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 I, should ask the I was question. like, do you yeah. tell your family when they get home later or do you I just ignore I it? I don't know. Oh, you clean up and don't say a word. Absolutely. <laughs> Until podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 20 years later <laughs> or 10 years later. Oh, Statute of limitations is over Oh, it's now, up. So, yeah, it's yeah. gone. Yeah. Have a waiver for people. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was the first thing that came to my mind. Great. Thanks for sharing. Of course. Thanks for the question. There is a question we ask everyone that comes through, sits in the chair, and that is, where are you currently seeing hope? Hmm. Um I see hope in just little things, seeing people change um for the better. Um, and just the, 
the fact that no matter how bad a day goes, you wake up the next day and the sun comes up again mm. or the sun doesn't move, but you know, <laughs> for those sun scientists out there, the sun's holding sun still. We move. know that we know the sun is holding still. Sorry, Galileo. Sorry. The sun rises. Um, but, but honestly, it's the little things. It's the, yeah. this year, my son wanted to be baptized. Yeah. Hearing my daughter yeah. talk about or ask questions after Sunday school or whatever, she heard somebody say something. Why do we think that? Why do we believe that? And just being able to answer those questions now with a, um, a real answer, not something that I'm feeding them because I heard it in church, mm. but a real answer that I believe in. Um, we believe that because we love Jesus. Yeah. Um, and just that those small incremental changes that even though they're not the big steps I want to take, I can still look back and be like, all right, wow, I'm further than I was or, you know, mm. so-and-so a, a relationship of mine is better than it used to be. Um, and those small little things give me hope that I'm a pessimist. Yeah. So I, I see, <laughs> I like through to see and through like typically through start, and through. Right? Yeah. yeah. No matter what. Um, Same. <laughs> and I, I like to call it realism because yeah. all pessimists call themselves realists, right. but <laughs> it's just to back off the optimists. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I like to find the negative, but those little things shine through the, that darkness that I sometimes like to live in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. but there's always that glimmer of growth. So I think you've been incredibly encouraging a lot, probably even more than you realize to mm-hmm. people, yeah. but out of curiosity, how would you encourage those listening? Is there any words that you would give out of encouragement from your journey this past, even a couple of years where you're at today? Like, how would you encourage those who are listening like Adam? Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Adam and I spend quite a bit of time together on the disc golf course. Awesome. Um, so that's, that's, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> that, that has absolutely nothing. Is I heard that Adam story. you listen yeah. to the podcast we, as well? While we're disc golfing, yeah. yeah. We share, I take the right headphone, he takes yeah, the left. Yeah, yeah. It's really cute. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Um, I'm just, I, don't, I don't know why that came up. What was your question? I just wanted to interject that no, somewhere and I feel time dwindling. Disc golfed with yeah. Adam. Yep, that's yeah. what was my question. Yeah. yeah. Do you disc golf with Adam? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, I think we plan on going at lunch today. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, no, how would you encourage people that are um, listening? Any encouragement? The The encouragement is that it's a, like for me, to see that it's a long process. It, it doesn't have to be right this second mm. that everything's better. Um, so hang in there um, and just be open. Mm. Open and authentic draws people in. Yeah. Um, and the the people at work I've shared my story with has turned that I, I've, a couple people have seen therapists because I've been open and seeing a therapist. Wow. Um, so so don't be afraid to tell people your story because you don't know what that will do or give somebody else the the strength or you know whatever to seek their own help. Yeah, yeah. especially um, the messy parts that we try to hide. Right. So that's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just there's the pain means can mean something, you know, yeah. like don't waste that pain because most oh. of the growth I've had has been from the painful junk I've been through. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. I just have to say this. I, I was, um, there's a movie. What is, I don't remember the movie. Um, 
But there's this quote that I absolutely love. Part of it is because I'm in Enneagram 4, so I super love it. And you just said, don't waste the pain. And that's made me think of this. But the, the, the quote was something along the lines of like, don't, don't wish away the pain because it would be a waste because it's the pain that, oh, I have it written down. I'm just going to find it. It's so good. Just two seconds. Yeah. Two seconds. Hopefully. What uh, Enneagram number are you, Tim? I'm a one. Okay. Yeah. You said that with a question. I know. Question I'm a mark. one? Well, for the first time I took it, I was a six, which I think is effectively one with anxiety. Hmm. Um, and then I retook it recently and I was a one. So, gotcha. I think that's the best one. Yeah, is that, it is. It's number it's one. Number one. Yeah, it yeah. is the first one. Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> that was two seconds, Jacob. You got the quote. I know. I we thought I have to find. I can give you some Grinch quotes while we wait. Sure. Some like what? The movie Grinch. Grinch? Yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. that movie. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's awful. I quote it's it every day. Really ironic. <laughs> great. What's your quote for today? You yeah. got one. One for his birthday. I every. <laughs> Here's yeah. your gift. Stare into the abyss. <laughs> Every time uh, my son and I play disc golf, can I say disc golf more? Yeah. It's, yeah. This, oh, it's the yeah, title I of this podcast is Disc Golf and Microfiche. <laughs> disc golf and disc golf. Yeah, if son. you can title that, that would be great. <laughs> disc Golf and Microfiche with Tim Russ. Oh, that would uh, be great. I, I just tell him, anytime we have a competition, no child can beat the Grinch. That's my... <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> See, that's life wisdom right there. Yeah. Okay, I found it. That's right. <laughs> Um, this is in the context of somebody having, being in a breakup. Well, thanks for joining us. Stop. <laughs> this is so good. At least I think Sorry. it's good. Anyways. Sorry. Okay. It is. We rip out so much of ourselves to be cured of things faster that we go bankrupt by the age of 30 and have less to offer each time we start with someone new, but to make yourself feel nothing. So as not to feel anything, what a waste. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. So. Again, like speaking as an Enneagram 4, I am always inside of emotions. I'm always living in truth and authenticity. Well, I don't know about always authentic, but um, I try mm -hmm. to be like authentic and try and like, no, it's good to feel these things because if I don't feel them, I feel the most real, the most true when I allow myself to feel those things and to feel all the all the things. Yeah. yeah. Um, the good and the bad. But I just thought yeah. it was so interesting to think about like, if you force yourself to feel nothing, what a waste. Mm. Because it's the things, those things, exactly those things that are moving you towards where you need to go. And in the end, you'll be bankrupt. Exactly. Yeah. That's oh, the hard right. yeah. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a really cool story. Uh, I don't have time to tell the whole thing now, sure. I don't think. But um, just in that, that the, the difficult times we went through, we saw the fruit of that. Um, happen and we have a daughter because of it mm -hmm. and so that's a super cool story that totally supports that like wow as we're sitting there in this struggle of like why in the world did you lead us down this path why are we dealing with this pain to five years later be like oh wow that's super cool that thank you for doing that to and for us i yeah. i don't know if two is the right word but sure. yeah allowing us to live through that because now we see where you're leading us and it's mm. better than what we thought could have happened, you know? Wow. Um, but yeah. that's great. Well, we have to have you back on. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's you take callers. I could be a caller. We can make yeah. that happen. We can do uh, funny. Yeah. what's it called again? The type of research that you or not research, but where you store things. Microfiche. Microfiche. That's yeah. what it is. I'm going to bring it back to microfiche. Yeah. 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 
Oh, yeah, this one isn't quite on the microfiche, so I no. still could access this memory <laughs> for free. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you guys have any questions about heart murmurs or microfiche mm-hmm. or yeah. disc golf, or disc yeah. Tim is your man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. And we just want to encourage our listeners as we keep doing these podcasts and inviting people in to come and sit and talk with us. Um, if you don't know who we're talking to and you want to like put a face to the name, come talk to any of us on staff on a Sunday or something next time you see us. We would love to introduce you and connect you with Tim or anybody else that you hear on these podcasts. Um, cause maybe something of his story is touching base for you and, uh, you would love to just connect. I know Tim and his wife, Ashley would love that. And so, yeah, come talk to one of us and we'll connect you with, uh, with Tim. Thanks for your time, Tim. Yes. Thanks thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being open. Absolutely. Appreciate that. Always. Always. Um, Thanks for listening. We love that you are here, and we will see you next week. Have a great week, everyone. (laughs) 